This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. On the program, we'll talk with MU Extension. They'll help us get in the garden, finding the right time to pick those fruits and vegetables. And there's a 200-year-old building in mid-Missouri that is one of the coolest places to hang out. We'll tell you about it. The Mizzou Asphalt Pavement and Innovation Lab has been testing a pavement method that consists entirely of recycled goods. A test road that was installed in Columbia has held up so well that another test strip is being installed in the boot heel. Cameron Connor has Dr. Bill Butler and Dr. Punya Rath. Uh, They say Missouri has enough yearly recyclable materials to sustain the demand for yearly asphalt output in the state. Well, we always knew that uh, recycled waste plastics were being used in other countries, really far away, uh, Indonesia, India, China. Um, But we had heard mixed stories about whether they worked well or not. And it was really the CEO of Dow Chemical is an alumni here at Mizzou, stumbled into the asphalt lab and said, look, we are in this alliance to end plastic waste, and we're looking for massive uh, repositories, or they, we call these environmental sinks for recycled materials. Pavements, we use hundreds of millions of tons of asphalt across the United States every year. And so um, Mr. Fitterling said, do you think that we could put recycled waste plastic in asphalt? Now, it'd have to be environmentally um, uh, impactful uh, positively and not negatively. So we, we couldn't have any leaching or microparticles coming out in any significant amounts. But th- assuming that you could prove that, do you think it would perform? Do you think it would last? And and we thought perhaps uh, we use brand new engineered polymers to help uh, asphalt perform longer in the field. And we thought, well, why not a recycled polymer, which uh, recycled plastic certainly fit the bill. So we had a lot of experience with with other recyclates, and we thought this would be a good time to look at plastics and asphalt. Dr. Rath, is there anything that you have to add to that? Yeah, I think one of the things that really helped us doing this is our you know, years of experience uh, recycling scrap tires into asphalt. So this material, you know, they both come under the broad umbrella of plastics, if you will. And, you know, it's it, 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 it they are fundamentally different materials, but the way that they're put into asphalt and the way that they improve performance and do a lot of things, there are similarities, there are analogies for, for both the materials. So our, our experience with ground tire rubber, as it's called, which is from scrap tires, Recycled scrap tires definitely helped a lot in, in, in this endeavor for, for us. Peel back the curtain a little bit more. When you're talking about the general types of products that Americans and Missourians all over the United States are familiar with that are actually going to be put into this new plastic asphalt, what exactly are some common either household things? Dr. Rath, I know you said tires, but what are some other things that are going to be combined to make this? Well, plastics can be made up of many different things. Now, there are very many different types of plastics, starting from your grocery bags to, you know, thin film bottles or packaging and all different variety of things. And many of them we can't put in asphalt, but the ones that we can, we have tested them extensively. Well, we use something, mostly use something that we call a polyethylene or PE. And even in that category, there could be high density, low density, linear low density, so many different kinds. And, uh, we, we have found that, you know, they're, they're the ones that are most compatible with asphalt mixtures and perform positively. So we, we, we use that. You know, it's interesting. There are some uh, major corporations, whether it's a grocery store or a manufacturing industry that uh, have collection programs. And that really helps us get waste streams that are a little cleaner, a little more uniform. 
So Hefty, for instance, they make garbage bags, but they also have a collection program where they'll you know, collect thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of bags, and then they can easily put it into a shredded material or maybe heat it up and extrude and chop into pellets, a recycled product. So we're, we're really talking with a lot of different recycling um, uh, manufacturers and they have a, a wide range of products. The nice thing about the application that we have is we don't care if it comes in as a gray or blue or red or whatever color. If you mix all the colors, it generally turns brown. <laughs> But sometimes the shreds or the pellets will come speckled with different colors. And, and that really, from the standpoint of incorporating it in asphalt, once we mix it in asphalt, the asphalt still looks very dark brown or black like it normally does. And it's really more about the performance. The other thing is, is the purity. So not only the mix of plastics, we can tolerate a little bit of mix of color and of type of plastic, but it doesn't have to be 100% cleaned out. That's very difficult for the post-consumer recycling community to be able to completely scrub and clean and sterilize plastic. So unlike making a drinking bottle or a food container with recycled materials, uh, we just have to get the material clean enough so that it's environmentally safe and it performs well in the construction materials. And for those of you that are just now tuning in, this is Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor. We're here with Dr. Bill Butler and Dr. Punya Rath. They are research professors for the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering at the University of Missouri. And they're working on a new, innovative asphalt made up of so many different recyclable materials, mainly consisting of rubber and plastics, that look to be the future of how we could be paving roads here in Missouri and hopefully nationally one day. What about the first test subject, at least from the MU release that I have read as far as this test subject goes? And that's the stretch along Stadium Boulevard in Columbia, Missouri. How has that performed so far? And clearly it's working pretty well if you're going to be installing another one, or maybe there's some little advancements or tidbits that you added to the next one. What about the details on that? Stadium Boulevard was uh, the chance where we were able to take the results from the laboratory, you know, about three years of research where we looked at the performance and the environmental safety of this material. Everything checked out. And so the Missouri Department of Transportation was really chomping at the bit to try a field demonstration. You know, that that's the real proving ground is when you make the material in scale and you construct it at full scale. And so the stretch of Stadium Boulevard went from US 63 to College Avenue, uh, which is just about when you approach campus and start seeing the softball field and the football field and the hospitals. So that stretch involved um, the ground tire rubber, which we really considered a control section because we've had probably two decades of experience in the field with this material, especially in the last 10 years in our lab. We, we knew that that would work and work well, and, but it involved feeding this recycled material into a traditional asphalt manufacturing plant. And then we tried three different formulations of waste plastic, and we fed it to the same plant with the same feeder as the rubber and compared those four sections. And they performed extremely well uh, it was a thin overlay, just an inch and a half of asphalt resurfacing. And and now I think we've been through two winters and three summers. And it, it looks really good. It rides very smooth. And it's comparing well to the ultimate control section, which is the rest of the paving through campus and all the way across town to the mall uh, where you hit I-70. So the, the rest of that section is our uh, traditional asphalt control section. And to be honest, I think the recycled sections, it, to some extent, look a little better than the control, probably because of the extra polymers that are in there, the recycled polymers. This is basically the Surefire largest 
most trafficked in, you know, in urban road in Columbia that you could use this on practically? Yeah, it's the university and there's a lot of industries there, depending on which direction you're coming in on. And then the hospitals, of course, you, uh, you know, we don't always have a lot of rush hour in Missouri um, and especially in Columbia. But if you're going to find any rush hour traffic, it's probably going to be around Stadium Boulevard uh, around 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. So it, it get, does get some heavy traffic and it'll get some tractor trailers coming in to service the university and the sports complexes and, and businesses. So it's it's been under quite a test. And we've had some hot summers uh, this week <laughs> looks to be pretty warm again. And we've had 100 degree weather in all three summers during construction. It was 100 degrees. And that's when asphalt is at its most vulnerable in terms of flowing and creating a potential little bit of a a rut or depression in the surface. And it it, these materials held up extremely well these first three summers. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we have truck traffic on that, especially coming from Jeff City or from I-70. And it connects that to Columbia. Uh, So we we were uh, thinking about all that when we we're putting this down, I think just a week after construction is when we hit the hottest day in summer in Colombia that year. And that's when your pavement is will be at the weakest because it's brand new and it can flow very easily, hasn't hasn't aged um, enough. Um, so, uh, you know, even after that kind of environmental loading and the same year we had that, uh, you know, not vortex event, but rather a really bad storm in December when temperatures plummeted. So we've had this pavement go through really bad um, environmental loading, and it has held up pretty well. Show me today. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor. We're here with Dr. Bill Butler and Dr. Punya Rath. They are research professors for the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering at the University of Missouri, and they're working on a new, innovative asphalt made up of so many different recyclable materials, mainly consisting of rubber and plastics, that look to be the future of how we could be paving roads here in Missouri and hopefully nationally one day. Speaking on to the next subject line here, the the installment that's going on around the Boot Hill area along I-155. What exactly is the goal for it? Where exactly will it be along that stretch? How long of a stretch will it be? And is there a start and finish date for it? Well, we have the ultimate update for you. It has been constructed. Okay, <laughs> great. That's why, um, yeah, we, we had a busy early summer and they, unlike Stadium Boulevard, which in that year, which was 2021, we were delayed at least two months because of rain in the spring. It was very dry. We had a stretch of dry weather early this spring in 2023, and that project got ahead of schedule. So it got constructed in June, and uh, we had a scramble to get all of our research designs done. And what MoDOT wanted to do was to go from a state road to, in this case, in the boot heel, an interstate. So if you head from South uh, St. Louis down south, like you're going to Memphis, right before you get to the uh, border with Tennessee and Arkansas. Um, there's a little town, and I've got to watch my pronunciations because it's it's tough uh, with hey. Missouri town. It's Hayti, spelled H-A-Y-T-I. We, we were educated on the yeah. pronunciation. And uh, just right south of that, then I-155 spurs off and heads over the, the Mississippi River. And so it's that four-lane divided stretch of interstate that we were given the opportunity to do the next demonstration section on and we we went from four experimental sections up to uh, nine in this case and the idea was that okay we looked at plastics that there was one manufacturer back in 2021 that made a viable pellet out of texas where the 
the Dow Research Laboratory was. That was our research partner. This time we wanted to be able to have uh, plastics that could come from Missouri. They didn't have to come from Missouri for this project, but they had to be the types of plastic that if we get a specification, if the research works out, we could start producing these plastics easily in Missouri. And so we wanted to look at a shredded plastic because um, many, many companies could set up to create this shredded plastic product. We had already looked at the pellets. Um, and we also found out that there was a lower cost pellet that was maybe a third of the cost of the pellet, recycled pellet that we had used on the first project. So we looked at a even more mixed plastic, lower cost, and a shredded plastic, and different combinations, different asphalt surfaces. So you get to an interstate, you have a, a choice of how you approach the surface. You can use a very hard rock that's uniform in size, or you could use a slightly softer rock that has a very bit uh, variability in size, and they have different cost and performance uh, points. So when you put all those factors together, we uh, we brought it back down to nine experimental sections, and that's what we laid down. We did another um, two sections in ground tire rubber as well, and that that was a big experiment. We probably took six months to do all those designs. I, I think when you look at it at, at a macro level, bringing in all these variables that is described is very important. You can have one test section look at a because you know test sections are basically premium; they're real world. Um, scenarios and they are the premium. You just don't get them willy-nilly. So it, it was important to utilize whatever space we had, whatever um, concessions we had in terms of how much um, how much lane miles we're getting, and make sure that we are able to maximize or rather optimize the amount of variables that we will be able to investigate in in this certain certain test section. It's about give or take six miles, six lane miles on on the driving lane I-155, and uh, um, it's it's also a challenge for the contractor to actually keep switching the ingredients every half a mile or so. So we were pretty meticulous in our lab to make sure that those number of variables that the contractor has to change, for example, switch the binder tank or switch the kind of aggregates and all that on while they're doing all these mix and producing tons and tons of mix. Those are minimized. So we were able to do all that in our lab and, uh, you know, deploy a mobile research uh, trailer, essentially, where we could make all the makes and support MoDOT with their implementation of a new uh, mix design methodology that's called the balanced mix design methodology or BMD. Uh, we were able to support MoDOT in that that endeavor, too. So all in all, I think it was it was a great success and all that's left. For us to do is uh, you know look at the long-term monitoring of that of those sections and uh, see where that goes but till now it's all good uh, everything's looking pretty well more of a two-part question is what is the big picture how far can this go and to your point and you both dovetailed into it kind of mentioned it a little bit in the fact of being able to produce these plastics as well but is there also enough plastic to sustain doing this at a large wide level you know it's incredible to think about the balance of supply and demand both in respects to tire rubber, scrap tire recycling, and waste plastic recycling. Uh, it's, it's really an easy rule of thumb to remember that in a state like Missouri, we have six, six and a half million people. And the average car, you drive 12,000 miles a year. So by the time you go four years, you've hit 48,000 miles. And it's time to replace your tires, usually plus or minus. This is just a, a, an approximate rule of thumb. So you, you basically scrap four tires every four years per person that, or one tire per person per year. 
So you do the math, it's about six or six and a half million scrap tires that are generated in Missouri uh, in a year. When you do the calculation of how much rubber we put in asphalt, it's it's about 10% by weight of the liquid asphalt, uh, 10 or 12, 15% of rubber, uh, or about a half a percent by weight of the, the total mixture. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it, but it is a lot. And, and you start to go through a lot of uh, tires. When we look at the amount of asphalt that we use, in the state every year, and you look at the supply of tires, it's pretty balanced out. You use about a, a tire per ton of asphalt. And so if you do a million tons of asphalt, you would need a million tires. Well, we do probably five to 10 million tons of asphalt you know, a year in, in the state when you look at commercial and, and uh, MoDOT. So, but, so it would be balanced. Now, we don't use nearly that much, but we're driving up to the point where we're, we're in the foreseeable future, we're going to start hitting 5 or 10% of these uh, materials around the state using tires, and it'll just climb up from there if it continues to perform. Plastics is the same thing. I've got more national numbers, but we as a nation generate somewhere around 30, 35 million tons of waste plastic a year. Probably about a third of that or 10 million tons would be of the type that would be appropriate for recycling into asphalt pavements. And you start dividing it up around the 50 states and looking at the percentages that you would put in asphalt, and lo and behold, we could use up just about all of the polyethylenes in asphalt pavements or, or a significant portion of them. So that's um, it's really nice that not only you can use these recycled materials, but you can t- put a massive dent into the uh, the amount of those materials that would need to go into a landfill. In fact, uh, Probably none of them would. There's other applications beside pavements, but but we could uh, easily be the biggest recycler. Yeah, I I think that's exactly right. We could make a very severe dent on on all these uh, recycled materials. You know, going back when all this was in hypothesis, one of the internally what we decided is we needed to figure out three things, you know, performance, uh, the environment and the economics. And, uh, you know, a few years down the lane, I think we figured out each of those parts and we're still working on it. It's not that we've completely solved the issue and, you know, we, we, we are done with everything. We are continuously researching and upgrading ourselves and updating ourselves in, in um, these research. And uh, going forward, we have now we have a few test sections, um, you know, going forward, the, the key would be having specifications. Uh, written uh, written up by MoDOT so that contractors can go ahead and bid these uh, these materials and uh, have these um, um, specs written up. And once we do that, we need to look at going from interstate to low volume roads because that's where you know majority of volume of say uh, city roads or local roads. That's where majority of asphalt mixes go. So we need to look at all that. There's there's a number of things that that you know we when we think of future uh, we think okay we need to do all these things so that we can actually make, go ahead and make that make that dent in in these recycled materials uh, availability. Okay, well this has been Dr. Bill Butler and Dr. Punya Rath. We've been talking about the new innovative asphalt that's coming out of the Mizzou Asphalt Pavement and Innovation Lab. And basically, there's two test subjects that are completely successfully laid down in Missouri. One just got done underway at at I-155 around the boot hill of Missouri. 
And we're looking forward to basically figuring out what all the research gives in due time. To both of you, once again, thank you so much. Good luck with your research the rest of the way. Feel free to ever hop back on the show if you ever want to give any sort of updates with it. We'd love to hear it. Okay. Yeah, we'd love to come back. Nice talking to you. Absolutely. For anyone that's tuning in late or wants to hear more, just search Show Me Today wherever you get your podcast. Show Me Today.